How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 99 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today we're talking about Jesus Luzardo's first major league start. We're talking about the A's 5-1 win. We're talking about uh, the rosters going to 28 guys on Thursday and what that could mean for two guys on the roster right now. And we're talking about James Caprillian, who just got called up this afternoon, and uh, he has not pitched yet, but... He is in Oakland, so we're going to cover all that stuff today. It's going to be fun. We're going to get you ready for Wednesday's game, and uh, that's uh, that's what you got to look forward to. So before I get into all of that, because there is a lot to cover, uh, follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can also email us any questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Jesus Lizardo was fantastic. He came as advertised on Tuesday night in his first big league start. He said that he was able to keep guys off balance. He used four different pitches. He was throwing his change up a whole bunch to keep uh, Texas hitters off balance. Uh, Rangers manager Woodward, Bob Woodward? I don't know. Let's call him Bob Woodward. That sounds good. I think it's Chris. Um, Bob Woodward here. He said that they were hoping to attack him early, put some pressure on him early. Hopefully that would, you know, uh, mess him up a little bit. That did not happen. He went five innings. He gave up two hits, gave up two walks, struck out five on 76 pitches. Probably could have gone out there for the sixth inning, but he was probably at like around a 85 pitch limit. So uh, they, they probably wanted him to finish an inning if he was going to go out there. He didn't go out there. Use Mary Petit did. He gave up a dinger and uh, that's the Rangers run. So use Mary Petit, usually pretty good. Gave up a dinger. Didn't matter. A's won the game. If you did not see the game, you may be asking yourself, or me, Jason, what happened in the game that gave the A's an extra four runs? Well, I'll tell you there, uh, Sport. What happened is the A's got to the bottom of the ninth, and uh, for some reason, Edison Volquez is the Rangers' closer. Did not know that, and uh, that turned out well for the A's. After he got, I think, three balls on Matt Olson, who was the first batter of the inning, I was like, oh, the A's are going to win this game because this guy cannot locate his pitches. This is fantastic. And I believe I tweeted it out after he walked Matt Olson or maybe two balls into the count against Matt Chapman, the following batter. I was like, the A's are going to win this game right now. And uh, they did. And that was nice. Um, he, uh, Edison Volquez wound up uh, walking a couple guys. He gave up a hit to Chapman, I believe. And then uh, Steven Scotty came up after Robbie Grossman popped out and he hit a friggin' dinger off of Jesse Chavez on the first pitch that Chavez threw. So uh, sorry, old friend Jesse Chavez, but uh, we do walk-off Grand Slams here in Oakland this year, apparently. That is the second walk-off Grand Slam that Oakland has hit. And uh, it's the second one that they've done on the first pitch of an at-bat facing a new pitcher, which is very weird. And the A's are now uh, in very rare air of being one of, I believe, two teams that have hit a walk-off Grand Slam twice in the same season. And they've done it twice in 11 games. It's actually twice in seven games, if you think about it, because four of those games were in Seattle. Little known fact, it is impossible to hit a walk-off homer uh, when you're on the road. So that is why road games do not count. And uh, yeah, so they've done it twice in seven games. Go A's. It's fantastic. They won 5-1. to one, And uh, they're now 7-4. and four. They are first in the AL West. The Astros also won their game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Mattis Mumgarner didn't look good from what I read. He lasted like four and a third innings. Because, you know, Mattis Mumgarner sucks now. Obviously, that's just how the way the world works. He's uh, old and a lefty, and he wants to go, uh, you know, rope cattle or whatever he does in his offseason. So, uh, oh, well, go Mattis Mumgarner. Uh, 
No love lost here on the Locked on A's podcast. Anyways, so yeah, that's the A's offense. They don't look good. Um, I mean, they didn't look good, but you know, as I said, Lance Lynn, tough pitcher. Lance Lynn's line, he went six in the third innings, gave up one run. That was a Chapman solo shot, and uh, that was that was fun. He walked three. He struck out seven. And uh, one, one thing that the A's did, other than hit another walk-off grand slam, is they gave Lance Lynn an ERA, which is nice. He now has a 0.49 ERA. He's allowed one earned run and 18 and a third innings pitched. So the fact that Luzardo came out in his first start ever and, uh, you know, did what he did on the mound to keep the game very, it was a pitcher's duel for most of the game up until the ninth inning when the bases were loaded with nobody out and uh, Piscotty hit his dinger with one out. Uh, up until that, pitcher's duel, complete pitcher's duel. It, again, it made it look like it was not a pitcher's duel with the final score, but uh, it was, and it was a very entertaining game, actually. Real quick, I just want to touch on a couple of other key points. Piscotty, he went two for three with that, you know, obviously walk-off grand slam, and he had a walk. This month, in August, he is six for 12. He's hitting 500, and yet with the walk that he got tonight, he now has a 538 on base percentage. He's starting to catch fire, which is fantastic. If we get him going as well as Chris Davis, this offense... It's formidable against any lineup in baseball, I would say. And you got Tony Kemp. He's also doing really well. Uh, and, you know, he's hitting like 230 at this point. But he he's starting to put together some good at-bats. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the lineup more. Um, we'll probably see him in the lineup on Wednesday, actually, because we got another righty coming up. And uh, it looks like they're going with a more straight platoon between him and Pinder. So uh, righty on the mound probably means uh, Kemp's in the lineup. So I'm not mad about that at all. Also, uh, in yesterday's podcast, I said, got to keep an eye on Matt Olson. And he went 0 for 3, which was not great. But he did have that ninth inning walk, which was great. He had two hard hit balls that led to outs. Uh, one of those was in his first at bat. It was 98.7 off the bat with a 32 degree launch angle. If he had hit it, if he had pulled a little bit more, probably a homer. According to Baseball Savant, uh, a, a ball that's hit at that speed or velocity at that launch angle has an expected batting average of 430. So more often than not, that him hitting the ball like he did will result in a hit. It just did not this time. Uh, so he's on the right track, I think. So uh, we'll see how that progresses as uh, the season moves forward. Uh, I, I do want to talk about Wednesday's start real quick because I'm going to do the James Kaprelian stuff and the 30-man roster stuff in the second half of this episode. So uh, Wednesday, we got Sean Mania against Kyle Gibson. His name is Kyle. I looked it up. I told you I would. And I looked into Kyle Gibson's stats because I saw that he had a 0-0-0 ERA, and I was like, ooh, okay, maybe he's been doing okay. He's only had one start. I thought that he had had two because, you know, we're at that point in the season where, you know, pitchers have had two starts. Not keeping up with the Rangers at this point. I'm very focused on the uh, World Series champions to be the Oakland A's and uh so Kyle Gibson he's 0 for he's 0 and 1 hadn't noticed that he uh he went five innings gave up five hits and three walks and four K's in his one start and uh that's not a great line by any means I just saw that zero 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 I was like ooh, they got two guys with zero ERAs coming to Oakland this is they're gonna shove this is not gonna be fun uh he did give up three runs but uh, none of those were earned runs because in the first inning of his only start, he got into a little bit of trouble on the first and a throwing error led to two runs scoring on the play itself with the error. And then another one scored after that. So uh, that's how he allowed three runs and still had a zero ERA. Uh, it looked like he did okay with like limiting the damage and you know, like uh, bending but not breaking. So uh, with the way that the A's offense is going right now, he's going to bend and break a little bit, I believe. And... 
I think that we're going to get some runs on Wednesday night with the way Sean Mania has been pitching. We got to see him, you know, put together four or five innings at this point. He's going to get through the first. He's going to look great. And then we got to see how he is that second time through the lineup because that's what's been killing him lately. There's no analysis. He looks really good and then he stops. Some of the speculation has been, uh, is his lower half just not uh, up to speed just yet? Are his legs getting tired and therefore he's not able to locate his pitches and that's when he gets in the trouble? So keep a keep an eye out on if his legs look fresh, I guess. That's the analysis here. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that one goes. I'm probably expecting more of like a 6-5 to five type game, something like that. Uh, probably be a little bit close. It might be like a 7-3 to three A's win. I don't know. Let's say 7-3 to three A's win. I'm going to go with that. I like that because uh, Shamanai is going to go out there and... Uh, Prove me wrong because he is just that damn good. Um, okay, so the couple of hitters that you got to look out for in Wednesday's game, you got Ramon Laureano. He is six for eight against uh, Kyle Gibson with a home run and three RBI. That is a 750 uh, batting average. And that that's uh, that's what we call ownership in a small sample size. So uh, Ramon Laureano is going to go off a little bit. You got uh, Matt Olson. He's four for nine with a solo homer against Kyle Gibson. That's a plus. You see him making those strides towards getting back to being, you know, Matt Olson as we expect him. Uh, I'm expecting, you know, maybe maybe he breaks out this game. That'd be nice. Uh, on the Ranger side, Elvis Andrews is 12 for 27 against uh, Sean Mania. I believe that's a 4.44 batting average, if I remember correctly. So uh, watch out for Elvis Andrews. Some other guys got some 300-ish batting averages, but they they don't have like big sample sizes. So I'm going for like the guys that have completely owned the opposition. So in summary, the Jesus Luzardo era has started. I am very excited about it. The A's bats should continue to stay hot tonight against Kyle Gibson and the Rangers. And in just a minute, I'm going to get into James Caprelli and then, you know what what we can expect from him in Oakland in the coming days. And uh, you know also what we're what we should be expecting with the 30 man roster crunch coming up. So uh, I got that coming in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Postmates. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. And we really need to be supporting our local neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get everything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That is one word, Locked On. Again, that's code Locked On. <laughs> I just like saying it at this point. It's kind of fun. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Welcome back to the show, A's fans. Um, I just want to do a quick note on the podcast for tomorrow. Uh, I am helping a friend move that is just moving in from out of state. I don't know how long that's going to take. I may not be able to watch the game. And uh, I don't want to pollute your guys' ears with my takes off of a game that I haven't watched. So there may not be an episode on Thursday. But if there is not, I will do one on Friday and then Saturday. uh, Talking about Thursday and Friday's games. So, uh, yeah, uh, and Friday, I plugged that podcast a little bit on yesterday's podcast. 
if everything comes together, we're going to have some fun. It's a keep an eye out for Friday. And of course, I will definitely keep you guys up to date with everything on our uh, social media channel at Locked On A's on Twitter. Uh, I will let you guys know if there will be a podcast for Thursday morning or uh, if there will not be. And uh, I'll let you know if my surprise for Friday comes along because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so that's all. Uh, let's get back into talking about James Caprillion and the 30-man roster. So Caprillion, he got called up on Tuesday afternoon, and uh, we're all very excited here at Locked On A's. Uh, we all being me, and basically that's uh, that's the podcast. It's me. Anyways, Caprillion got the call, and uh, he is the A's best chance to get a decent return out of this Sonny Gray deal from 2016 with the Yankees. Uh, they've already traded Jorge Mateo, and Dustin Fowler was getting a chance, and then Ramon Laureano kind of just took over center field. So uh, I'm not sure where Dustin Fowler is sitting on the depth chart right now, but uh, it's not in Oakland. And, uh, you know, best of luck to him if it's with Oakland, if he gets traded, if, you know, if there's another opportunity, I would love to see Dustin Fowler uh, make it in the majors because of, you know, his injury when he was with the Yankees. He got uh, injured running into a wall before he could even have his first major league at bat. So he got to play, but he didn't get to hit. And, uh, you know, that, that story sucks. And I want to see good things for Dustin Fowler. Uh, hopefully it's with Oakland. But if not, um, then best of luck. And all that stuff. But anyways, James Caprillian again. I'm getting sidetracked. So James Caprillian, he was part of that Sonny Gray deal. And uh, the big knock on him has always been injuries. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be in the A's rotation long term. Um, and by injuries, you might be like, oh, yeah, he gets injured and he misses like a little bit of time here and there. No, he was drafted in the first round of the 2015 draft by the Yankees. And since then, he has totaled 97.1 innings pitched. He gets injured and he d definitely had a uh, Tommy John surgery which accounts for a decent amount of that time but uh so that's the downside the plus side of that is uh 68 of those innings were last year in 2019 spread across uh high a Stockton double a Midland and triple a Las Vegas with the A's farm systems so if he's turned the corner on the injury front he's still only 26 years old he's got plenty of life in that arm uh, hopefully the A's can take advantage of that. MLP Pipeline was saying that he might be more of a uh, mid-rotation to back-of-the-rotation guy now because he wasn't showing what he had before having Tommy John. But uh, it could just be a matter of him getting healthier and getting his arm well-equipped to you know throw his breaking balls more and better and with more snap to him. Uh, so we'll see how that all works out. But, uh, you know, he, he's been a solid guy. He was major league ready when they drafted him. It's just a matter of injuries. So... Hopefully he can get some time on the field, which I will get into in a sec. And if you want like a scouting report on James Caprillion, uh, my guest arm Layton on Monday talked a lot about the Ace Farm system. I believe it was about 20 minutes in. He talked about James Caprillion. So uh, if you want to hear more about him, go to Monday's episode. I believe it's titled something like Talking A's Current Rookies and Prospects or something like that. Um, so yeah, you can find that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or you know wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, it's over there. Uh, about 20 minutes in, I believe is around. It's right after the break is when we started talking about James Caprillion. So uh, Arm did a great job breaking down all the A's prospects that I asked him about. But James Caprillion's definitely in there. So since we just covered his, you know, scouting pedigree and all that stuff just a couple of days ago, I'd like to focus on more on how he could be used moving forward with the A's. And uh, that kind of leads me to the A's roster in general 
and rosters are going to be trimmed to 28 players on Thursday, as was talked about a lot on the broadcast tonight, uh, just because that's how this weird season is. They were like, hey, two weeks in, we go down to 28, and then the plan was to go to 26 uh, two weeks after that, but we're going to stay at 28 guys on the roster for the rest of the season, and uh, while doing that, they're also taking the three-man taxi squad, which we don't talk a lot about, and going from three to five. So we're probably going to see the two guys that are taken from the 30-man roster uh, that, you know, get cut from the 30-man roster, moved over to the taxi squad. So they're still going to be traveling with the team. They just won't be on the actual active roster for the team. So uh, that that's where I think it's going to be heading is basically the A's have one day of James Caprellian left before I assume they're going to remove him from the active roster and move him to the taxi squad. But he'll be with the team as they travel around America, uh, at least the Western teams. So... I think if they're going to use them, it's going to be on Wednesday. So if the A's get out to a lead or they get down by a bunch, you're probably going to see James Corellian make his Major League debut, so that'd be kind of fun. Uh, so hoping that the A's bats completely go off against Kyle Gibson so that we can see Corellian make his Major League debut. But I don't know that he's going to make it to the active roster on Thursday just because, you know, they, they haven't needed him this amount of time. They've been barely using Jordan Weems, so him hitting the injured uh, list may actually help out the A's in this roster crunch. So I feel like that spot was potentially open for debate. And uh, now with Caprelli in there, he'll probably be on the taxi squad come Thursday. So if they want to use him and keep everybody else fresh, Caprelli could make his debut on Wednesday. Uh, but it's going to kind of need the right situation. They're going to need to be up or down by a couple of runs at least so that they don't just throw him into the fire, I think. Uh, although he does seem kind of fiery, so maybe he does want to pitch in a big situation. That'd be kind of fun. Um, as for the other person that's probably going to be taken off the active roster and moved over to the taxi squad, my guess is that it's going to be Seth Brown just because they haven't been using him a whole bunch. Wouldn't be a huge loss um, from a day-to-day -day standpoint. I would like to see him get more at-bats, but they're not doing it right now. So uh, it's probably going to be Seth Brown and James Caprillian that are moved over to the taxi squad come Thursday. Uh, that is my take on that. But hey, if uh, if you think somebody else is going to get left off the roster, tweet us at LockedOnA's on Twitter or me personally at ByJasonB. Let me know who you think is going to be removed. I mean, maybe they suddenly release Daniel Mengden for no apparent reason. That could be a thing. He's out of options. Maybe that's why they do it. And maybe they're really excited about James Caprillian. I doubt that it's going to happen because Mengden has major league experience and... You know, James Caprellian's new, and but, you know, he's healthy right now, and maybe he can be an improvement on Daniel Mangdon, but maybe he could get hurt. There's a lot at stake, but it's probably going to be Caprellian. Um, I want to see him pitch, so hopefully he does on Wednesday, but uh, I'm going to stop saying that and just get out of here. So that's it for me today, you guys. If you're a new listener, uh, please subscribe to the podcast and get leave us a rating and a review if you can, and, uh, you know, follow us on social media because... I do tweet most of the games live along with you guys, and it, I have a lot of fun doing it. So come join the little community that we're starting up this year. It's It's been a lot of fun, you know, 11 games in. Uh, and if you want to follow us on social media, obviously, it is at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email us questions that you have to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. I'll probably get a mailbag episode going here pretty quick uh, because that should be a lot of fun now that the season's going. Anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. Uh, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys uh, soon.